Discover the leader in you with the leadership linebacker, Dr. Jason Carthen, former New England Patriot turned PhD. I bring a new brand of inspiration and passion to audiences worldwide. Having served and consulted with Fortune 500 companies, the National Football League Players Association, and the White House, each week I will prescribe empowering, motivational, and life-changing medicine for your soul. Now, it's time to discover the leader in you. Well, hello, everybody. I'm excited to be with you today. I'm your show host, Dr. Jason Carthen, the leadership linebacker, and I consider it a privilege Every time I have a chance to come into wherever you are, if you're listening on iHeartRadio, if you're in your car, if you're on your app, if you're on the Jason Carthen Enterprises app, that's a good thing. But I just want to welcome you to the show. We truly appreciate you and your support and appreciate the emails and just the messages and all that good stuff on Facebook and Twitter. We just uh, just want to say thank you today, you know, and. One of the things I also wanted to let everybody know is that we ran out of time last week. I mean, we were really going through some uh, great content. And for that reason, you know, we're going to revisit it today. We're going to do part two on Discover the Leader in You with the anatomy of a business plan. And do you have what it takes to succeed? And certainly just want to remind everybody that if you navigate over to JasonCarthen.com, we have some great resources there for you. And we truly care about your professional and your personal development. And I know what my purpose is in life and is to serve and equip others and help them to reach their destiny and be intentional with it, you know, every day. So last week we had the opportunity to discuss the importance of having a roadmap for your organization's success by way of a business plan. You know, we also began to ferret out some of the reasons why some organizations fail without it. You know, for example, a lack of goals or incorrect metrics or measurements or no metrics at all. You know, and when we ran out of time, we said, hey, the response to this has been great. So we wanted to make sure we came back today to finish talking about the anatomy of your plan and the different steps that are required to get started. Now, one of the things that I want to do, just want to remind everybody that if you want to listen to us when you're driving or if you have some different things that you're doing, make sure you uh, navigate over to iTunes uh, and over to Apple, rather, as well. You can download the Jason Carthen Enterprises app, and if you are an Android user, you can go over to the Google Play Store and download the Jason Carthen Enterprises app as well. Also, as a reminder, if you want to uh, tweet us your questions, please do that, at Jason Carthen. And then also, if you want to call into the studio, you can give us a call at one 281 1110. And one last thing, you know, for those organizations or businesses out there, if you've been looking for a different component to add to your marketing mix, this is your opportunity. You know, we broadcast live to over 185,000 people and then nationally on iHeartRadio. If you want to get your company featured on Discovery Leader and You, Give us a call. You know, we'd love to hear from you and we'd love to uh, partner with you. You can actually give Scott Souza a call. You, if you want to call here at the studio, that would be great. Uh, if you want to send me an email at info at jasoncarthen.com, I would love to feature your show and get you in front of those uh, 185,000 people plus. That would be a great thing. So, you know, last last week we were talking about the anatomy of a business plan, and I have a very special surprise for you. My beautiful bride is with us today, and she did such a fantastic job. 
<laughs> sharing and engaging. And we had all these positive responses on Facebook. She should be on the show more. This is great. Oh, man. Blah, blah. I said, you know, I'm feeling like chopped liver. <laughs> I said to myself, they want to hear her. And Derek, you laughing in there. That's not funny, man. You know, but I said, all right, we got to bring her back. And I know that teamwork is paramount to any any success proposition. And my bride is here. Honey, I want to welcome you back to the show. And I want you to, if you would, give us an overview of the anatomy of a business plan before we start going, digging into it. And also, if you have any comments. Well, hey, everybody. Thank you for having me back. Really appreciated all the responses I received on my Facebook page as well. Um, <laughs> as my husband sits across <laughs> from me and laughs, baby, you're not chopped liver. Remember, Adam and Eve, they were a team, we're a team. All right, fair enough. <laughs> well, last week we talked about the business plan outline, and we started with number two. Remember, we never start with number one on a business plan because you have to build up to your number one. So last week we started and we, we just kind of gave everybody an overview of what we would be discussing, which was company direction, company overview, product service strategy, business operations, market analysis, market planning, financial summary, and then our number one is the executive summary. You can't have an executive summary unless you have those other uh, seven components or eight components in total um, for the business plan. And it was a, a pleasure to be on the show last week to discuss this. I look forward to being on the show more and just want to dive right back into part two so we get to uh, Seal the deal on all of this. All right. And that sounds like a plan. And, you know, you said being on the show more. You, you're you going to be on here quite a bit. Don't try it. No, you, you're in now. And I, I think that's a good thing. We're a team of the dynamic duo. I, we got to come up with our own little tagline or whatever it may be. But, honey, one of the things that we had finished off with uh, last week, you know, was just the, the idea of the product and service strategy. And we want to make sure we don't run out of time you know, this week, but we also want to give some, you know, some real good time to these components, because for those of you out there that have your notepads and your pen and your paper, whatever it may be, we want to make sure that you are getting what you need in order to begin to put together a schematic of what this business plan should look like and how it can actually help you. Now, one of the things we also did last week, just as a recap, you know, we asked what is a business plan and why is it important? You know, we talked about it charting the the path of the organization and providing a rudder during times of success. And then M uh, last week, my wife was sharing that, you know, at the end of the day, if you don't have that, you cannot plan effectively and you sort of in reactionary mode each time. And this is coming from, you know, a, a young lady that has over a decade of experience in academia and then also just finished her master's as well, dealing with organizational leadership and planning and all those things. So she's dealing with this stuff firsthand and she gives me sort of the uh, on the ground look and component to make sure we are staying practical in our application. And also last week we talked about how do I get started then? And we were really excited because we said, if you are able to put your vision on paper, that allows you to gain momentum and then you move into the mission. Now, we also said if you have that vision, that is a large 30,000-foot view of what's taking place. This is long-term, what you want to see happen. If it's, just give you an example, if you wanted to uh, end world hunger, that's huge. That's a big vision. But the mission is, okay, these are the very specific steps that we're going to work on daily 
to get to that end goal. So it's more of a distilled approach. You're looking at it very closely when you get to the missional focus in that way. So those are just some things to recap. We left off with a product and service strategy. Specifically, 4.5 talks about research and development. When we were dealing with some of the things related to this product and service strategy, we immediately began to say that, are we going to have a a physical product? Are we going to be dealing with intellectual property? Now, they're, they're a little bit different because in the sense of when you have a physical product, hey, this thing may be a book, it may be a DVD. I'm just giving you examples here. But then when you start dealing with intellectual property, you're talking about videos, you're talking about downloads, MP3s, uh, music, different things like that. So you have to figure out what exactly are we doing? And we talked about that. We talked about the features and some of the benefits of your products and services. And then we also began to speak a little bit about market needs. Okay, if you are creating something, you can't just create, I'll give you an example again of a, a widget. And no one wants to purchase a widget. <laughs> okay, so if you have something, you have to figure out exactly how is this going to be introduced into the market? How are we going to launch this thing? And is there a need? And last week, uh, Em and I talked about the idea of addressing the market's pain and not pain in the sense of physical pain, but where is the greatest need? And if you're a smart and savvy business owner, you want to make sure that you are providing a product that is going to create demand. And if someone has a pressing need, say, for example, if there's, I don't know, there's a new thing now with uh, YouTube on the whole uh, marketing thing, the ability to play your video, but then have an overlay at the end that links your uh, potential viewers to a new product or service. That is addressing a very specific need for anyone that's creating videos. So whoever came up with that, that was a market need. And then also the idea of being intentional with uh, addressing it. Whoever came up with that, they did it. Now, we had got to the point of research and development. The whole idea of research and development is trying to figure out, okay, where are we going so we're not stagnant in our creation, our product creation. You know, you move to a certain arena where you have a product life cycle and that product life cycle can go for a period of time. And if you are not already thinking about next step, you can become stagnant. And then ultimately, if you become stagnant for too long, you you can actually become irrelevant. You do not want to do that. You know, and if you if you move into that arena where you are not conducting research and development on an ongoing basis, then (laughs) you are headed for uh, uh, probably a harsh surprise because your competitors, they're probably looking at you, especially if you have a large portion of market share and they're trying to figure out, well, how can we create and come up with something that can surpass what they're doing? Honey, I don't know if you have any thoughts on that, but I'd love to hear. I just have an example, um, like the Snickers, Reese PCs, peanut butter cups, all those things that come out when the initial marketing comes out for it. You have the traditional taste good Snickers, the traditional taste good Reese PCs, peanut butter cup. And then somebody decides, well, we want to stay above our competitors. So they create a Rocky Road Snickers candy bar. And so it's exactly. just you always have to keep in mind that there's somebody out there that's hungrier 
um, and is going to try to be competitive with you. And so you have to constantly keep teaching yourself, doing the research, like you said, and just uh, improving your own product offering. Absolutely. Yeah. At the end of the day. And, you know, your point is dead on. I mean, I don't know how many people and I may date myself here, but I don't know how many people remember, you know, some of the. State Farm commercials, they may even be using that still. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Well, you know, Geico has come with this whole other uh, idea of doing things. And I tell you, some of those some of those commercials are funny, but these guys are battling. They are, in terms of insurance, they want your business. So you better believe they are trying to figure out market segmentation. Who's going to buy? Who's Who's in the market to buy a certain type of car insurance? Who's in the market to buy a certain add-on, you know, like life insurance to your regular car insurance or home insurance? So they're doing their research and then they're developing new products that will actually complement the mainstays that they have. And you see that battle taking place all the time. But now as you try and figure out what you're going to provide, you have to put on that hat too and figure out what am I going to offer that's going to differentiate what I want to give to a specific market segmentation. So you have to be intentional with that. And, you know, really to distill all of this down, because some of the terms sometimes it can get a little confusing, but to distill it all down, when you want to come up with something that's going to allow you to have the edge long term, okay, you have to do your research. In other words, you go out there and see what's hot. You go out there and see what's going and and what people want to be a part of and what's going to work. And the more you do that, the more that you are informed so you can make a better decision. And the second part of that is the development piece. You've done your research. Now it's time to develop something that's going to be able to maybe gain some more market share for you, give you a better opportunity to sell your product or your service. Em, you were getting ready to say something. It's just like you always say, you can't keep doing the same thing and expect a different results. You can't continue, you know, you can't say, well, I want to make more money or I want to be more successful and have the same business model. You have to improve it and keep moving forward. Excellent, honey. That's great. That's great. Now, I know we're going to transition here, but just want to let everybody know, hey, we are digging in. I have my sidekick with me. Uh, she's probably calling me the sidekick. You know, I'm, I'm supposed to be Batman, but she acting like Batman. I'm robbing today. But <laughs> the reality is that when we come back from break, we're going to be talking about production, delivery, and service. And you really got to give attention to this because that last component can be a game changer. And M, I really want to hear what you have to say relative to service and what that looks like. It's so important. Hey, everybody, make sure you stay tuned. We'll be right back. I appreciate each and every one of you. Welcome back, everybody. You are listening to Discover the Leader in You of Part 2 of the Anatomy of a Business Plan. Do you have what it takes to succeed? I'm your co-host, Marity Carthen, but you can call me M. And your host, Dr. Jason Carthen, and I are getting ready to do the final uh, component of product service strategy, which is the production piece, delivery and service of your business plan. Excellent. Now, you know, when we start talking about the whole idea of production, how can we minimize cost but still create a product that 
is going to be valuable and making sure that it's adding to whatever your client or your customer needs. You know, you, you have to really make sure you don't tip that balance. You don't want to create a product that's going to cost you more to create it than you actually can charge for it. And you have to have a uh, pricing strategy for that. And of course, we'll, we'll talk about that. But the idea of production, you know, there are a lot of examples out there uh, of organizations or companies that create a product and we talk about margins. And that's exactly what we just alluded to. You have to be able to create and or produce whatever your product or your service, and we're gonna flip the switch here on that in a second, but whatever your product is in terms of production, you wanna make sure that you're not getting upside down with that. And the idea of maybe even, I'll just use an example of, um, I don't know, a DVD. Uh, you're creating a DVD, you know, it's minimal to create this thing, you're putting your intellectual property on there, uh, but then you want to make sure you price it correctly. If it costs you two bucks, you know, to make this thing and you already have everything in place, it's a done deal. And then you're going to drop ship it, whatever the shipping may be. Then you come up with the idea of how do we want to price this thing? How much margin do we want to be able to put back into our pockets? So that's something that's very important. And delivery, you know, if you are, if you are using, uh, what a lot of people are doing now, they're using e-commerce. So it's better to have digitized products. It's better to have video that's a, a pay-per-view sort of thing uh, in some respects. Some products, you just can't do that. I mean, it's a physical product. You need to pick it up. You need to go over to Barnes & Noble, pick it up, or you need to go over to, what is it, honey? Uh, one of my wife's favorite stores, Bed Bath & Beyond. <laughs> you pick the thing up, and it's there in your hand. So it's a physical product. However, there are some different delivery methods now through e-commerce where you can just point, click, and you just download this thing. You have this to you in a matter of moments, and it's there. So you have to figure out exactly uh, which one, which market you want to get into in terms of that production, delivery, and service. Now, before we went to break, I had alluded to the idea that the third component was so important. That is the service component. At the end of the day, if you do any sort of market research and analysis, you see that there's been a gradual decline in terms of customer service. And all of us can see it. I mean, if we if you are into a certain, I don't know, fast food or something like that, if you pull into a drive through and and some people get on there and say, can I take your order? And it's like, whoa. <laughs> and then you go to other places and they'll say, allow us to serve you. How can we help you? And it's it's a far cry from the way things used to be because back in the day, everything was relationship, everything was service. And you had this idea that, hey, this is all gonna culminate in either purchase or sale, so we wanna make sure the customer service piece is there for you. Now, M, you deal with this all the time. You nurture relationships, you nurture some short-term, you nurture some long-term through your foundation. Tell us a little bit about just the importance of service at the end of the day. Service can make or break your company. Um, as you were just sharing that, I was shaking my head because it, it does. If you walk into a certain store and you say, hey, how are you to the cashier? She's like, I'm just here. Or he's like, I'm just here. You're like, OK, do I even want to purchase anything from this person? Exactly. So <laughs> it's it's super important to just be you and um, and just remember that, you know, you don't know what anybody's story is or what, what battles they're fighting. 
And so whatever you're trying to, to share with them, you want to make sure it comes out genuine and that, you know, your issues don't impose on their their ability to purchase something from you. If I'm having a bad day, I'm certainly not going to go into a room full of um, potential donors or customers and go, you know, I'm really having a bad day today. A, B, C, D, F, G with my kids, blah, blah, blah. No, I'm just going to go in there. Hey, everybody, how are you? And just kind of keep the momentum going and focus on um, on the task at hand and trying to get my product out there to them. Let them know about my programs and what I'm doing to impact the community. So it's it's huge. It can make or break you if you go out there and, and you um, don't do the best customer service that you can um, with your people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just your ability to share that. I mean, again, this is real time. This is... Uh, really up to the moment in terms of just the experiential piece because, you know, as M just shared, it can make or break you. If you become known as an organization that allows individuals to treat their customers any kind of way, well, you know, eventually that will spread. There's this thing on the Internet called Google, (laughs) okay? And you have these different uh, reports, you have these different places where you get a review, you know, there's Yelp, there's other places where you'll you'll be found in terms of how your customer service is. And that's not something that you want to get on and not have a positive review. Honey, you were getting ready to say something? Well, with... um with a lot of your products and, and just everything, you, you get a review on Facebook, you can get a review on LinkedIn, you can get a review on, um, there's there's just a variety of things that you can get a review on. So you want to make sure that you're doing the best that you can do. But there's also products out here that, that you can use to launch your products. Mm-hmm. Um, and that could be a whole other topic in itself. But there's, you know, with the Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Um, so you want to make sure you're using the right ones so that you can market your stuff too. Um, because a lot of people use social media in a different light to uh, to do negative feedback, to do positive feedback. And so you just, there's so many avenues and so many doors you can open. You just always want to make sure that you have your business cap on and you're like, you, if somebody cuts you off on the road, you can't start yelling things out the window because you never know if that person's going to walk in your office and need help one day. That's right. Yeah. And that's, at the end of the day, that is so important. That whole piece about service, you know, it, it doesn't just begin and end <laughs> right there with that individual. Now, I will tell you this. Um, we said we were going to flip the script here a little bit. Now, we were talking about physical products. Let's talk about the service component there for a second. Now, for me and also for my wife, we deal with the just the, the face-to-face service model, whether it's consulting or whether it's relational development in that way. So the whole production, delivery, and service is going to change with that component. And I'll give you an example. In terms of production, we're not looking to provide a product in that way. Now, we do have ancillary uh, products that we provide to our clients and our customers, but many uh, consultancies don't do that. However, if you are one of those uh, types of firms, then you want to make sure that you are very intentional with your production schedule. Say, for example, I have the uh, Carthen Connection Wednesday. So a video will come out every Wednesday on YouTube. You have to be intentional. Those videos do not record themselves. <laughs> you have to be intentional. You have to have a schedule with them, and you have to make sure you maintain that. Another example of that, my wife just shared, if you are sending something out on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, 
all of those have schedules. So all these things in terms of productizing and monetizing your intellectual property, you have to make sure you have a production schedule for that, a delivery model for it, and also a platform for it as well. And then the, the service piece is still there. No matter what we may do, you, there's a link right on our site that, that says, hey, service, do you have questions? Do you want to ask us any questions? Do you?" And we have a support desk. So immediately, if something occurs, you send a question, we deal with it. Now, for a service-oriented organization, that is a service piece, and it's very important. So, you know, at the end of the day, we always have to remember whether you are creating a product whether or not you are doing a service, you still have a culmination in effective uh, customer service and making sure that your client or your customer is well taken care of. If you don't have that, then you're gonna run into some challenges almost immediately. And as M shared, when some of these reviews start to come out, <clears throat> people are gonna go, okay, well, I remember <laughs> these individuals. I remember how they treated me. They didn't respond back to us uh, quickly those sort of things can be a challenge, okay? So we're gonna transition here a little bit. We're gonna talk about business operations. When we start talking about the idea of your business operations, this too is very important because many of the things that we've discussed already, they need to move into a place of being on autopilot so you're not trying to recreate this thing every week. So you're not trying to figure out your strategy every week. So you need to have, uh, I won't say boilerplate, but almost repetitive actions in terms of the business operations that you can place on autopilot so you can move forward. So let's talk about one piece of that, environmental sustainability, okay? Are we actually in a place where we are able to move forward and we are not doing something that's one, gonna harm the environment and we are adding to it in terms of the things that we are doing. Uh, many people have heard about the whole idea of going green and, and being intentional with that component. So you have to ask yourself, how are we structured? And again, maybe not so much for a consultancy, but if you are creating products, if you're in the warehouse component and you're storing things, what sort of things are you adding to the environment? Are you trying to uh, do some things that will minimize encroaching you know, upon the environment and things in that way, okay? Another component of that, uh, the, the idea, and we're going to transition here, we're going to come back here in a second, but, you know, you have to begin to ask yourself, how are we systematically going to do things? Are we going to, and we're talking about business operations, are we going to take an order a certain way? Are we going to fill an order a certain way? When we get ready to come back from break, we're going to start to unpack these a little bit more. And if you're trying to figure out how your organization can go forward, we're going to give you some great examples of what this would look like. OK, you are listening to Dr. Jason Carthen and you're also listening to Mariti Carthen, otherwise known as M. And this is Discover the Leader in You. And we'll be right back. Stay tuned. Thank you. 
Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Discover the Leader in You, part two of the anatomy of a business plan. Do you have what it takes to succeed? With your host, Dr. Jason Carthen, and myself, Mariti Carthen, on the mic. All right, everybody. Hey, so we were talking about some serious stuff here. You know, the idea of charting a course for your business. We've been talking about several things, and M actually, sometimes I can get excited and you know, I kind of just went over <laughs> the last segment there, but M had something she wanted to share before we moved on. What were you going to share with us relative to that product piece, M? Well, we were just talking about product and services and how we service our customers. And I just think it's really huge that, you know, you keep track of everything that you're doing, but also that you measure your outcome so that you know the target audience where they're where they're getting where they're purchasing their supplies from for you most. For example, if you're using Facebook as a free service to promote your items and you notice that all your Facebook followers are the ones that are buying your DVDs or downloading your podcast, then you definitely want to continue to do that and not just like shut Facebook out and jump onto something new like Twitter or Periscope or something that's new because your followers may not be the term that we use nowadays is hip to that part of the social media. So you just kind of want to make sure that you're measuring that as well. Um, Mm -hmm. as keeping track of your inventory and where you're selling it so that you make sure that you're using the best social media sites uh, to add to your components. That is great. And, you know, along with that, I sort of piggyback now. You start talking about what you just described is split testing. You know, the the idea that uh, you have uh, the ability to say, okay, uh, I'm going to check whether or not I'm going to make more sales uh, between, and I'm just throwing this out here, everybody, but I'm going to make more sales between three and five. You start checking uh, whether or not it's three and five that's adding to it on Twitter, okay? Uh, for example, if you are trying to, uh, you have a, a Facebook store, and hint, hint, we have a Facebook store. <laughs> if you go to my page, you'll see that there, my success store. But if you actually are on there from 10 to 12, you do a split test. You see, okay, what's working better? at this time as opposed to this other time. That's directly in line with what M is talking about and the idea that you have to be intentional. I know the one thing I'm getting from what you're sharing is that you have to be intentional in understanding what your strategy should be, mm-hmm. right? For, for example, with our Jason Carthen Enterprise pages, when we put our videos out there, you can see how many views your video gets. Right. Now, if, you're, if your post is going out every day at 11 a.m. and you're only getting three views or four views, but then that same video is going out at six and you're getting 45 to 60 views, then you want to make sure that you're being intentional and doing it in the evening component. Mm-hmm. Um, another, another thing that um, I wanted to share briefly before we move on and- Don't take your time. We still have a lot to cover is- you know, give your stuff time to work. Um, when I worked in, the, in academia, there was this thing where we had to train and do certain things. And I had this one manager that only allowed it to work for a week. You can't see results in a week. You, oh, have, wow. to, you, you have to give it more than a week. You have to tweak and, and rebuild and, and work on things so that they work. So if you go on your social media site for a week, and you see it from 11 to 2 that you only get three to four views, that's not, you know, maybe somebody took a week off of Facebook. Maybe somebody took a month off. So right. you kind of got to measure it and be patient with it and, and just give it time to grow. Yeah, now with Facebook, too, they have these different algorithms that are changing so often that you run into an issue of, and, and actually my wife, after doing some research, told me this. She said that, if you post at a certain time, many people won't even see it on your timeline. But then if you post 
several times, there's a greater likelihood that you have more people seeing it. And and hopefully all of you understand that we're, we know we're, we're talking about product and services and the strategy with that. But through some of these different social uh, channels, you have an opportunity to sell your products. And we're trying to give you an example of how you can be intentional with your strategy in that way. And and you have to track it. You know, one piece uh, to M's point where she just shared that, uh, you know, if you introduce something and you only give it a week, where's the opportunity to gain surveys? <laughs> where's the opportunity to get feedback? You have to let things go for a period of time. And, and then you can understand whether or not it's going to be effective. And I only share that because it's, it's feedback that I receive um, through people when they go, hey, well, how, how do you know it's working or how do you do this? And and that's you have to give it time um, like anything, like with with fitness, for example, when you're trying to, to set goals, you can't work out for a week and expect results. You have to consistently do things. Um, so oh, with everything, about to get in trouble now. <laughs> <laughs> no, and you, you just you have to do things in measurable standpoints. And and the reason why I used a week is because I couldn't believe that after a week of new um, guidelines, we were being changed. It's like, oh my god, we didn't even give this an opportunity to work. Mm-hmm. And then seven years down the road, it was being introduced again, and, and then everybody's um, attitude towards it was, well, we already tried that. Right. Mm. So yeah. it's it's just trying to to be honest and go, hey. Let's give it an opportunity. Let's measure it. Let's see what we can do. And I only use Facebook as an example because a lot of people are on it and and they're new out here. But there's so many other things and so many different avenues that we could use to get our our message out there. Well, and, you know, before we transition here, we're going to make our way through business operations. And, you know, even if we don't get through everything today, everybody, you know, you can always go to jasoncarthen.com and have so many resources there. We'll be launching uh, online courses there as well. So you'll see a lot of these things uh, that you'll be able to tap into. Uh, But one thing that I wanted to share with everybody, you know, this whole idea, what my wife just talked about, the whole idea of this is taking place right now with Periscope. (laughs) This is new. Uh, However, everyone uh, is getting on Periscope and and they are sharing some things and it's taking, you know, social media by storm because really it's live stream video. And I've been doing live stream for a while, but they have condensed it and made it very easy to do in real time. So, you know, for those that are listening and we're talking about product strategy and what M just shared, giving it a, a period of time to measure it and see what's effective. Take a look at Twitter and take a look at Periscope and see how effective they are being and what the results have been so far. Now, we're going to transition here, and you know I want to play a song for you, and I'm excited about this. I think you'll like this because at the end of the day, we all have that hero inside of us, but we have to sometimes realize that and walk in our purpose and understand that gravity of it. All right? We'll be back after this.
everybody. You're listening to Discover the Leader in You, part two of the anatomy of a business plan. Do you have what it takes to succeed? And before we went to break, we played Alesso for you. You could be heroes. The message we uh, wanted you to take from that was that whatever your journey is, whatever your calling is, you could be a hero to somebody in this lifetime. And we just want to make sure that you are getting the most of it and you're using what um, your talents are for this. Excellent. I love that synopsis. I mean, that makes a lot of sense. And, you know, I think we always need to be reminded of just uh, what we have on the inside. The world and society can beat you up quite a bit every day if you let it. And you have to be reminded that you are important, you know, and there's some things that you've been created to do and you have to make a decision about it. You got to work towards it. So we all can be heroes. Now, we were talking about business operations, and I'm going to jump around here a little bit because we don't have that much time left uh, with you today. But the idea that with business operations, we talked about environmental sustainability, uh, the ability to take an order. There are systems in place that you, well, there are systems that you need to have in place. And we alluded to it earlier, even from a e-commerce perspective, if you're going to have that um that option, then that needs to be in place so you can actually take an order and be paid for an order or whatever it may be. And then we talk about fulfillment or filling an order, fulfillment services. We talked about a little bit about drop shipping, different things like that, or you can actually have a fulfillment service uh, that will actually create your products once you've given them the specifications, and then you can have those things sent out uh, for your respective customer and or client. Then we talk about shipping, all right? This is another component. The shipping piece is very important because, you know, people want, these days, people want the ability to make sure they can get their product or service when they want it, okay? And it's one of those things that you have to be intentional uh, with that piece. Now, here's something that many people, when we start talking about business operations, uh, hear about and they think about all the time, invoicing. Okay. If you want to be paid, there has to be a system in place to invoice someone. And, you know, sometimes people don't realize you have to make a very clear distinction uh, about how you're going to invoice people. You'll hear some people say, hey, net 30 days. Now, if you have uh, enough cash reserves, uh, then net 30 days is not an issue. That basically means that we're going to wait 30 days to get paid. Now, when I would uh, write grants, when I would go into organizations and I would do work uh, for uh, the federal government, different things like that, they had a, <laughs> I would say, how do I want to put this? They had a belief that they could actually uh, pay you after 30, 60, or 90 days. <laughs> and that was interesting. But, you know, when you start invoicing, you, know, you have to be very intentional on the front side of understanding how long uh, this invoicing can take. And, you know, I'd, I'd love to hear, Em, do you have any uh, thoughts on that, on some of the challenges if you invoice someone and you don't put parameters around it? Some of the challenges, that definitely uh, speaks high in the arena of entrepreneurship. You have to know your worth and know that, you know, um, you don't get a paycheck every two weeks or every month or biweekly or weekly like some people do. So you do want to make sure that you're positioning yourself uh, so that your business can grow because you need your um, operation, you know, your operational funds for you to run your company. And then, of course, you need to live. If you're an entrepreneur and you have a family, you have to feed your family. So you want to make sure that if you're doing a net 30, uh, it's definitely feasible for you. Um, and then just allowing yourself that if somebody is, 
needs a little more time, then you're just setting yourself up so you're not um, losing a customer either because everybody has certain situations. Absolutely. Excellent insight on that. Now, here's a, a thing that many of us don't want to talk about, but when we talk about business operations, it is necessary. The idea of collections. Uh, if you have individuals that you have contracted with and you have invoiced them and and then they have decided that for whatever reason they cannot pay at that point, then you have to have something in place, a collections policy at that point, whether or not you're going to keep it in-house or you're going to send it out and you have outside collection agency that will deal with that. But I'm believing that all of us, anyone that's listening, that will not be an issue. <laughs> we'll just keep it moving in that way that you have plenty of success without any issues with collection. Now, inventory control. We talk about business operations, you know. The last thing that you want to do is have a lot of products sitting on the shelves because early on, M had alluded to it, you want to make sure that you are researching, developing, and you're creating new products that are going to allow you to either uh, increase your market share or sell more products. So, if you have a ton of inventory sitting on the shelves, I'll give you a great example of this so it makes a little bit more sense. Uh, if I'm Giant Eagle and I have, uh, I don't know, last year's uh, cake batter on the shelves and I'm trying to go and buy more, that's going to be a problem. <laughs> we have to have inventory control or else we're going to keep on just uh, getting rid of stuff and we're going to have issues and things will expire. It's the same thing no matter what your business plan is. You have to figure out what's remaining relevant what you're going to continue to do, and how you can continue to create and add to it. So you got to be aware uh, of what your inventory is. There are software systems out there that actually show a date when it was introduced and then also your period of time that you want it on the market and how you can transition it out uh, from there. So that's very important. Also, purchasing, okay? If you do not have a system in place, what if your copier goes out? You need to have purchasing in place that will allow you to say, okay, I have purchased this much ink for this period of time. It has had this service that took place three months ago. You have to have a purchasing system in place so you know when you purchase what, how you're going to purchase the next thing, or how you're going to even donate You know the next thing. So those are all things that you also have to have uh, in place. Now, the last two items here before we run out of time, this part is huge. Support. Okay, I alluded to it earlier. You must have a support uh, system in place. When you are engaging uh, the outside community, your clients, your uh, customers, there are going to be issues. Now, you can stick a pin in that and just remember, there are going to be issues. Some are going to be small. Some may be large. But you have to have a support mechanism in place, Whether even if it's just a little thing on your website that says you have a concern, call us, send an email. If you have a question, send it to us. And nowadays, right on your website, I know I have it on mine, you can actually leave a voicemail uh, from the website that says, hey, you know what, uh, these are the concerns I may have. And it creates a support ticket that is rooted to the uh, routed, or rooted, whichever one you want to choose, to the right person. And then those tickets are then disseminated and they are dealt with uh, intentionally to make sure uh, you can move forward. Now, the last piece as well, systems. All of us know, if we're talking about business operations, technology is a huge thing, okay? But along with technology, we also have to remember there are certain systems that need to be in place. And the traditional thought on systems is that you're going to have input from the environment, like your customers, outside uh, connections, 
uh, whatever it may be. And then you have throughputs and then you have outputs. That's when you start having uh, systems in place. Along with those inputs, whatever it may be, if you're taking in an order, if you then have to provide a service, uh, all those things go through the system that you have put into place. You have to be intentional with that, you know, with those systems. Because one thing that I've learned, we have a couple of minutes, one thing that I've learned, you will not see cracks or fissures in the system until it begins to take pressure. <laughs> so you need to have all these things in place before it gets bad. All right. That's something that you have to remember. And before we close out our show um, this afternoon, I just want to let everybody know that we do have a lot of content, um, a lot of information on this business plan outline. And so what we're going to do for you is we're going to have an exclusive webinar um, and we'll post it on our website so that you can recap everything uh, that we've talked about so far and just get the uh, final points. So you'll have to go to www.jasoncarthon.com to get that information. It'll be waiting for you there. Uh, we can't wait to finish, you know, this topic and it's just a lot of information and we want you to be able to have it and we will start from the beginning and, and close it out for you. Yeah. And you know what? I really appreciate that. You know, at the end of the day, we care about your personal and professional development. And we have so many tools at the website. And just as a I'm going to let you know, we're almost out of time. And I'm going to let you know something big is coming uh, and we'll let you know the more <laughs> we have things in place. And you'll be able to take a look on the site and you have greater clarity about what that's going to look like for you. But we are going to put the webinar out there for you. You'll have a chance to look at that at your leisure, and it's, it's a free webinar. We know that you'll enjoy it, and you'll get the rest of this content. Thank you so much for being a part of this today, everybody, and we'll be back next week. Take care now. Bye, guys. You've been listening to Discover the Leader in You with the leadership linebacker, Dr. Jason Carthen. We want to hear from you. Connect with us now. Visit our blog and visit our website at jasoncarthen.com. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Enterprises. Follow us on Twitter at Jason Carthen. Let's keep the conversation going. And if you want to listen to the podcast, go to jasoncarthenradio.com. Be sure to join us every Sunday at 2 p.m. on AM 1420, The Answer to discover the leader in you. If you would like to be a sponsor for Discover the Leader in You, call Scott Souza at 1-440-552-2995. That's 1-440-552-2995.